Welcome to the Repertory Podcast with your host, Karen Allen, where each episode takes you from case scenario to words, from words to rubrics, from rubrics to rep set, from repertorization to remedies, from differential to outcome, all in about 25 minutes. It's fun, it's quick, it's never the same. Grab your repertory, a pen and paper to take some notes, and buckle up. We are having our focus on the abdomen section. So grab your repertory, whatever version is your preference. I always grab this one because it's easy to pick up with one hand. A lot of the newer repertories, that's not always so true. So this is my illustrative model. And this is actually the repertory that I learned on and used and repertorized by hand all my cases for the first five years of my practice. Um, In this class, for those of you who are new, and I'm so glad to see you here, um, what what we do is talk about a client and I go through a scenario, what were that person's symptoms? And then based on what they say, we practice translating their language into the language and structure and content of the repertory. And then we create a rubric set and then we look at what comes up. And then we talk about what was helpful for that client. So what that means is that you need to have your repertory nearby and you need your pen and your piece of paper and so that we can write down what the symptoms are, okay? Our client today is a 29-year-old female with a new baby. She is eight weeks postpartum. The truth is some of this started before the baby was born, but after the birth, a lot more stuff happened. And so she said, I just, if I look at where I was before I got pregnant and look at where I am now, I'm just not even that same person. And I'm really struggling. I never felt good during the whole pregnancy. Food always, no matter what I ate, I could eat an apple and it would taste too salty. She said, I'm not a big salt eater anyway. I don't put salt much on my food anyway, but it was like I could taste the salt in everything. So she said, I gained like 20 pounds through the entire pregnancy, which is not great guys. She said it was really hard to gain weight and they kept telling me eat more, eat more. And they gave me these shakes to drink that had all of these calories in it. And I couldn't drink them because they tasted too salty. Everything tasted salty. And then the second thing was that during her pregnancy, her husband was working on a project where he had to travel with a coworker. And she and the husband and the coworker, the three of them had done things socially and been friends for quite a long time. And this was a female coworker who's about 10 years older than her husband. She became convinced that her husband was having an affair with this woman and became insanely jealous. And he kept telling her, this is crazy. There is nothing going on. I am devoted to you. I've never been disloyal to you. I don't know why you think this. And she said she could not get it out of her head. She had a a midwife and doula team that would come to the house 
and check in with her. And they checked in weekly on the last six weeks. And then the doula was there taking care of things and really helping her during the pregnancy and for the first two weeks after. She became convinced that the husband was having an affair with the doula. Said After that, I thought, this can't be about my husband. This has got to be about me. But she said, I'm absolutely convinced. I have never been a jealous person in my life. And I just, if I see the two of them in the room and they look at each other, it just completely sets me off. And I start snapping at him. And she said, I can tell it doesn't make sense, but I still believe it. So the two things that happened during her pregnancy, food tasted salty and she became an insane jealous person. Her body did well through pregnancy. She had a little bit of nausea the first two months. Her delivery was long. She said, I, I just am too tired to like stave off and work with the pain anymore. And so they gave her an epidural. And the baby was born about an hour and a half after that. She said the next day after the epidural, she woke up with this feeling of a tight band around her head, which is not so uncommon after an epidural for somebody to have a headache. So she's had that feeling now. She said it's not actually pain, but it's a sensation of a tight circle around your head all the time. So she said, that's been continual now for eight weeks and I'm really tired of it. And the second thing that's happened since then is that she's having hiccups. And this also, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, this is also a sequela of epidurals. It has something to do with the change in the uh, pressure of the cerebrospinal fluid and it can generate hiccups and usually it's a brief temporary thing but some people get them for a long time. So she's had these for eight weeks. So I say tell me about the hiccups. She says well usually they start right after dinner. I thought it was at a particular time because her mother-in-law brings over dinner. So she said I thought that it was like a six o'clock thing that I just started having hiccups at six o'clock, but dinner was at 5.30. So then I said, can we make it later? So then dinner was at 6.30 and then I had the hiccups after dinner at seven o'clock. And then dinner was at 7.30 and I got the hiccups at eight o'clock. And she said, it doesn't matter. It's just like half an hour after I eat, I start with the hiccups. They happen all through the night. They never happen during the day. And the only way I can get them to stop is if I lay down on my side and then they'll stop. So from 7.30 at night, I'm just horizontal. If I get up to go to the bathroom, hiccup, 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 almost continual hiccups. Not to the point that I can't breathe and not to the point that I can't like drink water or something, but I basically just have to lie down. Okay. So that's the case guys. What should we do first? So where would we look for a rubric about pregnancy, not well in pregnancy, disturbed by pregnancy, not well since pregnancy? Pregnancy aggravates? How about pregnancy complaints during? That sounds pretty good, huh?
Let's grab that in there because that's kind of, she felt like a healthy person until then. That's kind of when the wheels went off the rails, right? And where else might we look? Where do we find something about after delivery, postpartum? Generalities, yep. Let's look in there. Where are we gonna look it up as? Now, for those of you who are new, this may seem like a lot. You're still, if you're still learning the sections, just try and follow along and you'll be able to write down the uh, different rubrics that we come up with and you can look them up later. I just wanna show you guys this rubric because you might not know that it's here and it's not easy to find. So what I wanna encourage you to do is go into your repertory and in the female section in the alphabetical order where it would say something like childbirth, things got bad after, put a cross-reference that says it's here. Delivery, parturition, which is the childbirth rubric, after. The idea of puerperal fever has to do with infection, but there are a lot of other rubrics in, or other remedies in here that are not specific for that. So I use it as a general never well since childbirth. Now we don't actually have a never well since epidural, but what happens with an epidural? We get a puncture. Is the puncture the significant part of it? Or is it the fact that somebody's got their cerebral spinal fluid mucked up? Is it a spine issue? We don't really know. And because we don't know, I just stay away from that topic. Now, Barb says she's got ailments in her mind during pregnancy or from pregnancy. Can we be more specific about that, Barb? What's the specific ailment? Yeah, good. Judy says mind jealousy. What do you think, Barb? Is that where, can, can you agree with that? Jealousy accuses wife or husband of being faithless. What's in there? Oh, I've only got one, stramonium. How interesting. The remedy that I gave is in the group of stramonium-ish things. Everything tasted salty, right? So let's find that. Mouth tastes salty, yeah, good. Judy says, what about generality salt aggravates? This is a good question. Was she worse from the salt or did she just not like it? Like some people will say, if I eat something salty, it gives me a headache or it makes me sweat or my blood pressure goes up. Then I would use a rubric like that, generalities, salt aggravates. But for her, she just didn't like it. After the birth, we can't find a rubric for an etiology of epidural, but we can say how her body adapted. Stomach hiccups. Yep, shall we look in there? Now this is interesting because hiccups ideally would be in the abdomen section because the stomach is not where a hiccup happens. The diaphragm has a spasm that pushes air that locks up the larynx that causes the hip noise. So ideally, this should absolutely be in the abdomen section, but that's not where Kent put it. So let's find it in the stomach section. 
And look at the funny way it's spelled. Do we ever call these hiccups? We always call them H-I-C-C-U-P's. Yep. And eating after, good, excellent. Okay, now what else? Yeah, nighttime, she has them all through the night. Do, is there a rubric for hiccups at night? Let's grab that guy too, okay? I suppose we could also say evening and pull them together because she's got both of those. But by the time she wakes up in the morning, she never has hiccups. If she gets up in the middle of the night to pee and she's vertical, she's not lying on her side, she will have hiccups. But by the time it gets to be morning, no hiccups, none during the day. Isn't that weird? Okay. Now, is there someplace else that we would find hiccups? We see them in the stomach section. Where else might we look? Yeah, good, Amanda. After dinner, after eating. We could say after dinner because she doesn't have it after eating earlier in the day. That's interesting. Where else might we look for the effects of hiccups? Generalities, hiccup, aggravates. And we've got one other strong modality. Yeah, it's while she's lying down. You know, I, when I first started looking at the repertory, I would see lying and I thought it was all about telling an untruth. It took me a, long, a little while to realize, no, this means someone is laying. It means they are prone, they are horizontal, not that they are lying through their teeth. Okay, so lying down ameliorates on her side. Okay. So let's look at what we've got. We've got these complaints during and after pregnancy. She's jealous. She's got this whole salty taste thing that happened during the pregnancy. It's not, she said it's receding now. It's not as strong, but it was really profound. So we're going to leave it in there. She's got the hiccups that are worse after dinner, worse after eating, worse at night and evening. So maybe we can kind of add some of those guys together. And the hiccups are were, uh, better if she lays on her side. So let's add a few of these things together. And let's pull this up here and laying on her side. Now, one of the things that it might help you to do is to take the larger, fuller rubrics and pull them up to the top of your list and put the smaller rubrics down at the bottom of your list. And this will often help sort so that the remedies that cover most of the things are up at the front instead of having them scattered all around. Do you guys wanna add these two together in the evening and after dinner? Because it is in the evening when somebody has dinner, but it's only after she eats. So I wonder if maybe all th these three things all mean the same thing and we'll really be overemphasizing this aspect of the case. This is 30% of our repertorization. Hiccup after eating dinner in evening. Pregnancy complaints during and worse after delivery. She's super jealous. 
She's got this salty taste thing. She's got the hiccups in general, better from laying on her side, that starts in the evening and only happens at night. So this is a really, this is quite a small rubric to hang anybody's hat on, but let's look at what comes up here and see what makes sense. Hyosiamus, which is a spasmodic remedy. It's not one that we think of now for stomach problems or coughs, but the old homeopaths, this was one of the first remedies that you thought of for persistent cough, acid reflux cough. And it was like a second to think of after Nux vomica in gastric complaints. So, and then we've got Nux vomica, which look how strongly Nux vomica comes up for jealousy. Did you know that? I didn't know that. And I thought that was really interesting. It's as strong for jealousy as hyosiamus and lachesis. So that was really interesting. And if she only had problems since the epidural, I think I would have considered this more seriously. But because it started in pregnancy, the jealousy started in pregnancy earlier, I, I couldn't quite make sense of that. So we've got pulsatilla in here, which is a very common remedy for never well during pregnancy, never well since pregnancy. Um, belladonna, which has spasms of tubular organs. Um, I, I don't feel particularly persuaded about the presentation of belladonna or mercurius. Lachesis with the jealousy, but, and it covers all these things, but I'd have to go look and see, does it have hiccup only at night? And then we get into some other also ran remedies. But when I looked at this, and you can go actually read in the provings about hiccups, and uh, it is very articulately spoken in there. And um, I would encourage all of you guys to read the Materia Medica. Um, so she was given a 200C dose of hyosiamus. I asked her to call me in three days and let me know how she was feeling. And within 24 hours, her taste was normal. Within 48 hours, all the jealousy was gone. And it actually took about a week. The hiccups actually got worse and the headache got worse. And in retrospect, I wouldn't have given her a 200C. I probably would have started with, you know, a 12C daily or gotten her on an LM1 or something because she's nursing her baby. And, but at that time, at the time that I took this case, that, you know, I had been taught start with a dose of 200C or 1M. So that's what I gave her. She had four or five days where the tightness on her head was maybe increased by 20 or 30%. And then it went away completely. And uh, the hiccups just got less and less. There was like more time between the hiccups. And after about a week, they were all gone and they never came back. Murti says, what about head constriction band or hoop? Yes. 
because we didn't include that in here, did we? Thank you, Murti. Okay, let's look and see what that gives us. It's still right there. Oh, that that changes our view a little bit of Nux vomica and Pulsatilla. Interesting. Thank you. I forgot to put that one in there, didn't I? Oh. After the remedy, she said, I feel like my old self is back. And that's usually a really good sign. So then when somebody comes to you later, even if the complaint is quite different, it's really worth looking at, oh, do they need that same thing? I'm so glad to have all of you here. Have a great week and I'll talk with you next time. Thanks for investing your time and effort into learning and using the repertory. You're invited to join us live at Monday Midday Repertory as we create these podcast episodes. Learn more about how to use the repertory with me, Karen Allen, author of the repertory tutorial and workbook, which is now an e-course at www.trinityhealthhub.com. See you next time with another repertory case.